0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its tops in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. What did the people desire to do? They desired to make a name for themselves. They wanted to make up their own identity. They desired to be as independent as they possibly could. Like a little child trying to insert independence from his or her parents, They were saying, no, I can do it all by myself. We don't need anyone or anything. We also strive to be independent. Whether we know it or not, we actually strive to be independent from God and everybody else. We still build big buildings to show our strength and our power. We surround ourselves with things that bring us comfort and illusion of independence. Our country even has its own declaration of independence. We all want to make a name for ourselves. It is fair to ask, well, what's wrong with that? Well, in this context, the people were asserting their independence against God. God had actually commanded the people, he commanded Noah and his descendants to multiply and to fill the earth. But they said, we will make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed. They didn't want to go where God was going. They didn't want to do what God was doing. They found their hope and strengthened each other instead of God's word to them. They intended to break God's command in order to make a name for themselves. And they asserted their strength by building a tower up to the heavens. But here's the funny thing about the whole situation. They could not create anything. Man cannot create anything. He is dependent on God's creation for everything. Man only shapes, forms, and configures what God has already created. They used created materials and formed it into their tower of independence. We're the same way. We, have, we use metals, fossil fuels, and who knows what to form into things that give us an illusion of independence. We even say, look what I created. We configure created things into cell phones, homes, automobiles, even the internet, and just about anything that you can imagine. But only God, creates something out of nothing. And as we noted before, we are dependent on him for actually every single breath that we take. John notes at the beginning of his gospel that all things were made through him. Who? The word who was made flesh. That's Jesus Christ. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. All things were made by God through Jesus. And what's the purpose of all things? Well, the book of Colossians, Paul takes up on what John stated in in his gospel chapter 1. In Colossians 1, Paul writes, For by Jesus all things were created in heaven and on earth, both the things we see, the visible and the invisible. All things were created through him. And they were created for Him. He is before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. You see, sin that first came into the world through the actions of Adam and Eve, they actually threatened to tear everything apart. Instead of it holding together through God's Word, through Jesus Sin rebels and isolates and separates. How does it tear things apart? Well, it leads us away from Jesus. And outside of Jesus, there is only death. After sin was introduced into the world, all of creation was doomed to die because it was separated from the life that is in Jesus. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. When we leave Jesus, we leave life itself. And we embrace death. You see, the people in our Old Testament lesson, they did not want to be dependent on the promise of God. The promise of a Savior whose name would be Jesus. They actually wanted to save themselves. Remember, they said to make a name for ourselves. They did not want peace and comfort in a word of promise. They wanted peace and comfort in things that they could build with their own two hands. Things that they could see and say, I did that. But you see, nothing that man can build in this fallen world lasts. Everything fashioned from dust Returns to the dust in this sin-soaked experience. Death reigns and we need something. Someone to conquer the grave. We need Jesus. He is the beginning. He is the firstborn from the dead. That in everything he would be preeminent. Not some tower. Not some technology. Not some medicine him that he would be preeminent for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile all things to himself whether on earth or in heaven all making peace by the blood of his cross where is our life where is our hope Popular culture makes it seem like your hope is in being the best you you can be. They tell you that your hope is in being true to yourself, following your dreams. Hope is in having a name for yourself. Your hope is in being an individual. And the best way to do that is to buy the same cell phone that everyone else has. It's funny if you think about it. (laughs) Well, where is our life? Where is our hope? It is in the Christ, the Son of the living God. In our Old Testament lesson, God thwarted man's plans of independence. He did this because independence from God is actually absence of life, it's actually isolation and separation. Even though there was an illusion of unity. We read from Genesis And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confused their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel because the Lord confused the language of the earth. This is a strange thing to read. Why would God do such a mean thing? It's like a bully going up to a sandcastle and saying, "Well, that looks nice." <laughs> Kicking it over. Well, God actually did this to save them. Their illusion of independence was threatening to take them away from the real from where real life is found. The comfort that they provided for themselves threatened to take them away from the comfort that they can only know from, through Jesus, their Savior. Remember, He is the life of men. These people needed a Savior, but their technology and their savvy, their know-how, made them think that they had everything they needed. They could solve it. This was a lie. The truth is, we all tend to only recognize our need when things are hard. It's in the hard times that we repent and ask for forgiveness. It's in the hard times that we recognize that we need somebody greater than ourselves. It's in the hard times That we go in search of peace. The very peace that is made by the blood of Jesus' cross. And here's the beautiful thing. God separated the people who in pride tried to make a name for themselves. And in our New Testament reading, he brings the people back together under a name. Not a name chosen by the people as some sort of childish show of independence. No, a name far greater than that. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended on the people. He descended upon them and brought them together. He descended upon them and brought. I just said that. Uh, He brought together people from different languages who were gathered to hear the mighty works of God and they heard those mighty works in their own tongue. What is the mighty work of God that the Holy Spirit made known? Well, in this setting, it's obvious that Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, took away our sins by his death. And moreover, Death could not hold him in the grave. He rose from the dead so that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Holy Spirit shows the truth about our weakness. That's hard to hear. But more than that, he shows us the strength and the love of our Savior Through baptism, he gives us a name, not a name that we chose, a name that we could never make up for ourselves. He gives us the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he leads us to who he is. He leads us to the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. He gathers people from every tribe, language, and nation on the earth. He gathers them to the family table. On this day, the Lord's day, there will be people all around the world. Gathered around the name of Jesus. In Jesus, we are one body, one people. We are a holy nation A royal priesthood set apart. In Jesus, we have true unity and freedom. In Jesus, we have true security and peace. All the things that we run after in this world, they're just towers of Babel. The only true source of peace and understanding is found not in a tower, but rather in a temple that was crucified on a bloody cross. The temple that is Jesus, flesh and blood. And now may the peace that comes from knowing the crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ guard your hearts and minds until he returns for you. Amen.